everybody, and welcome to the PowerCast with Dave and Eric live every Tuesday. So happy to have you guys with us today. A very special guest, as always. This gentleman here comes from a long and far away. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tom Polsky with ELC Consultants, an amazing company, efficient lighting consultants. But before we start getting to Tom for one second, we're going to make sure you're with us live every week on YouTube. Go to Team Powerhouse Real Estate, hit subscribe, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to TikTok, go to Twitch, go to Spotify. Those are the go, recorded sites. These are the recorded. And then you also have the replay, of course, you can watch on the road. And we have Anchor, Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere you want us to be. We can't wait to be with you every week. And we appreciate you so much. Again, live with us today, Tom Polsky, ELC Efficient Lighting Consultants. An amazing company that's going to ex totally uh, give you some information that you want to know and learn about about solar in your home. Now, if you haven't had solar before, you have a chance to ask questions. If you have solar and you want to make any comments, please let us know. Facebook, Instagram, we're here for you. Tom's ready to ask questions, all the very difficult questions in the business of solar. Is that fair? Correct. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, my friend, today. Um, so where are you from? Um, well, originally I'm actually from Europe. I was born in Poland. Um, right. Came over here in late 80s, early 90s uh, as a little kid. Nice. And we moved to a little town called Skowhegan, Maine. Wow. Um, I believe my parents had one winter there and they decided that that was enough. So we, we kind of <laughs> made our way to Connecticut and, uh, South. and settled into Woolcott and we haven't moved since. Woolcott, Connecticut, represented by Tom over here at the ELC efficient lighting consultants. I'm going to say that over and over to so make sure Correct. people know. Okay. In the meantime, making sure that Jonathan has all of your information on the screen throughout the uh, show. If you have any questions, please never hesitate to reach out to him. He's a great guy and he's going to help take very good care of you and your families. All right. So you're from Poland originally. Correct. You live currently in Wilkett. Yes. Where'd you go to school? Wilkett High School? Right, right to Wilkett High School, yes. And then uh, and then did community college for a couple of years after that and decided that that wasn't for me and started in this energy conservation thing. I got to tell you something. I tell people all the time, college is not always for everybody. We, it's a good place to start and it could be fantastic for you. It doesn't mean you have to go to college. You're a, a huge success. You know, you're a very you. driven person, uh, great personality, well-spoken as you're going to see today. As opposed Thank to you. me. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So how did you get involved in energy cons conservation? Well, we, um, I started out as an electrical apprentice and, and working in that field and working towards my electrical license. We were actually installing some uh, lighting retrofits for another company. And it kind of caught my attention. I said, wow, this is an up and coming industry and this is something I should really get involved in. So that kind of evolved into where we are now. That's so you got in on the ground floor. Correct. Yeah, okay. Back in 2004. Is when I started actually doing lighting retrofits for another company. Well, lighting is something that we all need at all times, right? And energy is something that we have naturally. Not the, not the Amish. Not the, well, you know, <laughs> the Amish, might, do the Amish use solar? I mean, I wonder, it's actually a good question. The Amish good question. Um, I'm going to have to reach out to Brad. My, uh, David, Brad. the Amish have cell phones. The Amish have cell phones? Since when? Oh. I thought they couldn't they, do that stuff. They have it in case of emergencies because they think it's practical. Actually, he's right. They, okay. I just had Brad here from Pennsylvania, and they do have cell phones for emergencies. Very true. But we're off topic. We're off topic. All right, going back to Tom over here. Um, so how many people work at your company? 
Uh, currently, we have about 30 to 40. Okay. We, we, uh, we started in a 12 by 14 office with two people and, and built it up to this so far. That's pretty cool. And, uh, and we're growing. And, and it's, it's been growing year after year. You know, solar panels provide so many positive impacts for people's lives in many different elements. We're going to talk today specifically about homes, uh, some investment properties and that kind of stuff. So, you know, when it comes to solar panels, are there different types of solar panels? How does it work? Uh, there are. There's there's different panels for commercial buildings. There's obviously they're they're not as uh, um, elegant looking. Let's say um, yep. there's there's panels that come all black for residential. There's also um, shingle panels, which are kind of expensive, but they do make them. Shingle panels. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, that's like the next step. That's the whole next. So that's step. the yeah, actual. That's, so the actual roof is all. That panel. would be the roof. Would be actual shingle panels. That would that would be uh, solar. Yep. Wow. And what. What are the ways solar panels would be added to a home? I mean, obviously, when you get to a house, the first thing actually let's talk about, I'm going to kind of, so when you as a homeowner go, well, can I have solar panels in my house? What's involved in the process for a homeowner to think about this? Like, can my house qualify for solar? I mean, obviously, the first step is to call you. Yeah, there's a couple of th different things we look at. We look at how much uh, usage they have on their electric bill. We have to compare that to the roof space that they have to see if they have available roof space and also what direction it's facing. Um, if there's trees in the way, if there's, if we're not going to do a roof mount, we can always do a ground mount as long as they have the land available. Okay. Um, so there's, there's many different options as far as that goes. Now, Jonathan has your number on the screen. I'm guessing, let me just make sure I can see it out loud, please. If you don't mind, what is your self? I'm sorry. What is the best number to reach you at? For the business? office line. It's 203. 203. 270. 270. 7400. 7,400. Repeating that back to you, it's 203-270-7400. Now, by the way, what is your hours like over there? Uh, 8.30 to 4.30 every day. Five days a week? Five days a week, correct. So if they, if you leave a message for them, they're going to get back to you, Correct. obviously. Yep. All right. So in order to get a hold of Tom and his team, you want to make sure you get a hold of them at 203-270-7400. So to make sure you guys all have that over there ready in your hands, writing this down. And I know you see it on the screen with Jonathan over there as well. Um, so we have about 30 to 40, 30 to 40 people at your company at Correct. this time. Yep. Um, and we have different kinds of solar panels we talked about, of course, obviously for a house. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Why should a homeowner today consider putting solar in their home? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is the, the rise in, in energy costs and the electricity usage. Um, typically the utility companies have been raising rates by about 3% per year. And we don't see any end to that anytime soon, especially with inflation being as high as it is, they're, they're going to continue rising. So by putting solar, you can actually offset that, that entire amount and basically control your costs. In the last couple of years, a lot of us have seen our solar, I'm sorry, our electric bill skyrocket. Correct. Um, it's been all of the news. Um, it's been in everybody's mind, especially come spring and summer where they're cranking out the ACs, they got the power with the pool, if you got a pool in your house, mm -hmm. um, and your, your electricity bills are going bananas. I'm like the uh, person in my house, I'm always shutting the lights off. I'm like, shut the lights off, shut the lights off, shut the lights off, you know what I mean? Like, I'm that guy, I'm my dad. Yes, I'm, I'm the same guy. Please. Right? I'm like, in the, it, it's, and it's like, the, I, I tell my kids, I'm like, listen, here's an idea. If you help me save money, then I can buy you, you know, something special. But it's, it's such a pain to touch to be that guy all the time that's concerned about the energy levels we're using between mm -hmm. the TVs and electricity being on. And there's many things in a house we use more than ever before when it comes to energy. 
So having solar panels to put on your house is going to make a huge difference on your end of day, kind of what it's going to cost you. Correct. Um, so let's go into that. Um, once installed in your house, what percentage of your home, your bills, are, how, how the bills covered from the percentage standpoint? Uh, typically, we strive to cover 100% of your electric bill, and that's and that's again depending on the roof size, depending on if there if it's going to be a ground mount system, if you have the room for it for the ground mount. Um, but normally, we strive for 100%. If we can't get 100%, we get as close to it as possible. And that's a big and that's a big part of how a bill looks like from a from an electricity standpoint. I know I've been to homeowners where they've had solar panel companies work with them, and they don't care about the client as much as you guys do. I think they just try to put a panel on their house. And later on, it becomes a challenge for the homeowner. Uh, I know that with you and your company, you make every effort to make sure that those homes that you put solar panels on become very efficient and it's the right house for the right system. Yeah, a lot of the large guys, they, they basically stamp these things out and they just go you know, house after house and they try to get as many houses as possible and they work on, on quantity. <laughs> um, we actually, we're local. We're here. If there's a problem, you call us. It's going to be us responding to you, not a subcontractor. So we, we try to take care of the customer as much as possible. So from the, from the initial phone call, somebody's inquiring about solar panels, um, from that initial phone call, and how long does it take before you can get panels up there? What's the quickest they can That's get panels question. up there? Uh, typically, from the time we get a proposal out to you and you sign the proposal, it's about a 90-day wait. Okay. And, and, is that a, and that's about industry standard. And the reason is there's a lot of uh, interconnection applications and other stuff that goes in with Eversource. There's structural engineering. There's, uh, there's uh, electrical engineering. There's all, all sorts of stuff that goes into it. Okay. Permits as well? Permits. Permits with the town, uh, stuff like material that. Material orders right. are, you know, some of the stuff's backed up nowadays. Okay. So... And with the quality of the solar panels you're using today, mm -hmm. um, the level of technology, the amount of power that's producing these solar panels you guys are using is probably something completely different than it was 20 years ago. Correct. About 20 years ago, you'd see your, your average solar panel would be about 250 watts, maybe 200 watts. Now we're seeing panels up to 550, 580 watts. So they're, they're getting more and more efficient. And then the weather we have with the amount of sunlight we've had, I think it seems like it's more sunlight in the spring and summer time than ever before maybe it's my imagination like this summer we had an intense amount of heat and sunshine we had hardly any rain um that must have played a factor in helping out with the solar panels as well it does it, it helps in production um there there are uh there are software we have software that actually calculates all that you know it's interesting you mentioned the software part and that's a, something that when you guys sit with him in person that he's going to go over with you because he, he tom showed us these spreadsheets before and how they can find a house and what's the right house. So like, for example, if someone has a house and they are interested in putting solar, um, let's talk about the direction a house should be facing or how that works. Yeah, so the best the best um, case scenario is if, if a panel is facing due south. So if you're looking at someone's house, how should they look at themselves, what, where they're facing? How, what, what um, they I mean, if they call us, we can do it for you. Anything, anything south facing is, is ideal, anything or any roof space, for that matter, south facing is ideal. Doesn't right. necessarily have to be the house facing south. It could be the back of the house faces south, which is great. Also, right. Um, if the side of the house faces south and has a good idea, good good deal of roof space there, now, you can mount it there. You can also do other angles as well. Other we can do we can do east and west. Um, typically, north we stay away from because it, it you know gets the, the least amount of sunlight. Right. But you know, south is best. East and west next. So the ability to have as much energy consumption being used by the way it's facing your house, which means you'll probably have, I guess, less panels the more south you are, 
And then if you Correct. have a little more east or west, you have a little more panels in your house. But at the end of the day, if they're east or west or south and you're getting the energy consumption being used, therefore your electric bill is going to be so small. How does What's the little bit on the electric bill you have to pay to the electric companies? What's that called? There's like a portion that you have to pay. Like- there's still there's still fees and stuff that they're going to charge you. So you're still going to, even if we cover 100% of your bill, you're still going to see a bill for, say, 10 bucks a month or so. Right. And, I, and I've seen that before. So you might get an electric bill for $10 a month versus $350 or in my house, $500 sometimes. Correct. Uh, because I think that in my house that, you know, I have this ranch house. You would think I have like a ginormous house. And the amount of my electric bill, I'm always like, how much is the electric bill? And my wife will kind of give me an answer and I know it's not true. It's one of those answers that it's kind of like the $300. I'm like, it wasn't $300. It was like $450 or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, um, it but at the solar panels is going to make a huge difference in how much money you're going to save, which is, a, again, you going to the house, bringing it up on the computer, showing all the different graphs and details as to what value that the house homeowner is going to have is going to make a big difference in their eyes. Um, and solar panels, uh, do they have different kind of cost levels based on how much – is that a fair question or how, they, how many years they go with a solar panel system? Or uh, Typically, most, most panels that we use are – you know. Cost is cost. I mean, everything's gone up in the last couple of years, as you of know. Course. Um, however, as far as warranties go, there are better there are better quality panels. There's better warranties. There's better you know um, wattage output as and far as that goes. The cost of the solar panel is going to supersede the electric bill. And at the end of the day, if you have solar panels in your house, your panel cost is less than what your electric bill would have been. And then correct in yeah. the 20 years, was it like 20? Yeah. The way, so the way we structure our deals is if, if, I mean, we, we always um, accept cash payments, but if you don't want to do a cash payment, we, we can set you up on financing. And typically the way we'll set it up is the financing will be less than what, what your electric bill was. Which is super huge because it's all about saving so money. So you're cash positive right from the beginning. Yeah. And, and then at the end of the day, once the solar panels are paid for, now it's They're completely- still producing power and, and you're still- How long do those panels last? Uh, typically we've seen panels. I mean, we've, we've worked with customers who had panels that were 35 years old and still producing power. Um, we have a 25 year warranty on the mm-hmm. panels we offer. We have a 20 year inverter warranty. So, so typically at minimum it's 20 years. Okay. Um, let's see. This may be a silly question. Is there a minimum size house, let's say for a solar panel system, rough, like, like for example, a thousand square foot house? Uh, typically we'll look at anything. Yeah. Uh, any, any house is, you know, uh, I mean, anything's worth looking at. Well, I know because you just did my client's house, uh, Jim, uh, Jamie and his wife in mm-hmm. Hamden. I think they've had a house that was a smaller ranch. And Correct. I know they're super excited with the solar panels in their house mm-hmm. um, and the amount of money they're going to save. Great people, you know, by the way. Very good people. Yeah, very good. You know, when you are in your house, maybe there's work you're doing in there. Like, like for example, maybe you have a mini salon in your house or maybe you're doing pottery or maybe you're doing something that uses a lot more energy. In addition to maybe having a pool, if you have central air, these are different factors that your house is producing. Sometimes you have a large house and, or a small house and to produce the same amount of electricity that you're using based on what you're doing in your house. Correct. You know, maybe you have a grow room in your house. I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> but I mean, you also have the, I mean, there's an investment side of it too. There is an, there is an investment side. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it, even if you're not just looking to save money on your own electric bill. You own a building somewhere that you can put those panels on. You just you just brought it to my next piece of conversation. So the investor, right? So you have Correct. the investor side of it, as Eric was just mentioning. Go ahead, Eric. You were saying. No, I was just going to ask. So if, if I have like, um, uh, let's say I own a commercial building, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily need it for the electric bill there, Correct. but I can 
collect that that solar power and sell it, correct? Yes. So so Eversource and UI both came out with new programs this year. And what those programs do is they give you two options. You can either take that power and, and bring it right into your building and use it for yourself, or you can actually send it back to the grid and sell it. And can you do a combination? Can you, can you do a combination, correct. And, okay. So now let's say a multifamily home and you're, and you're an owner-occupied multifamily and you have a tenant on the second floor. Hold on. Let's do this a little slower. If you own a multifamily, please pay attention. If you thought about buying a multifamily and an investment property, please pay attention because this is going to really lean towards you. You can make some serious coin just in owning a multifamily, right? Having tenants in the house and you as the multifamily owner have the ability to make some serious coin just on the huge roof you have over there. Yes, you can, actually, you can actually size the system to what your tenants are using as far as power goes and put those panels on the roof, sell all that power back to the utility company and make the money off of it. So you as a multifamily or an investor, now we'll get a check, let's say for a thousand bucks a month. This doesn't help the actual tenants at all. It doesn't. Now there, there is talk that they want to change that and they want to at least make you put 10% or 15% back towards the tenants because they want them to get some kind of benefit. Mm, sure. But as it stands right now, that hasn't been approved yet. So right now, if you're, if you're a multifamily owner or investor, now is the time to do this. And at the end of the day, even if you have to give 10 or 15% back, let's just use that, you know, it's still 80% more in your pocket than you had before. Correct. And, I mean, and, it's, it's, also, and it's also a benefit. I, I feel it makes your property more rentable because, you can, you're gonna, because any potential tenants are going to, you're going to tell them, hey, by the way, your electric bill is discounted by 15%. And I bet you can charge more money for rent. Correct. So investors out there, definitely want to get a hold of Tom. I would definitely suggest having a chat with him as to how can you make more money in owning this investment property, especially with, it's almost like an additional, if you have a two family home, it's like having a three family home. Correct. Even it's additional three, income, yeah. Yeah, it's a, seri a serious addition. And as a matter of fact, you can count that income in the next investment property you buy. Yes. Right? That's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, Eric, you took right up, you took my thunder away. That was a great question, Sorry, by yeah. the way. That was good stuff. Um, so what are some tax benefits? Now, this probably is an open question about taxes. This is a category that I'm not very good at, but tax benefits, credits for homeowners that can take advantage of. Yeah. So the federal tax, uh, I'm sorry, the federal government actually uh, was giving tax credits for, for solar and, and they've been doing this for a number of years now. And they had it on a scale where it was being reduced every year down to I believe it was going to be 20, it was 26% this year, 22% next year. And then after that, it was going to completely fall off. Wow. Now with the uh, um, Inflation Reduction Act, they signed into law. They actually upped that benefit to 30% and that's going to go for the next 10 years. So just so going it, back to- and I'm sorry, and, and it's a tax credit. So there's, there's differences between deductions and credits. A credit is an actual monetary value. So what you're saying to me is, is when someone goes and gets sold in their house, do they need to bring in, like, how do they, what do they show to the accountant? How does that work? Just our, our invoices, basically. So our proposal, our, our invoice, the accountant will take care of it. So if they put a $30,000 solar system on their, on their uh, roof, they get $9,000 back on taxes. Wow. Year one. Year one. That's a definite huge plus. Uh, I mean, I know that when it comes to taxes as a whole. But no to one, one time though, right? That's a one-time tax credit. It's a one-time tax yeah. credit. Well, yeah, so you're getting basically you're getting thirty percent of your project back on on year one in your taxes. That's vacation money. It's a rebate. That's a, a rebate, huge correct. rebate. It's a rebate. Yeah. That could be two vacations easily. Could be. That could depends be on the system size. It could right. Be five vacations. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, so let's talk about the system sizes. So, like an average house that you guys work on, 
let's say, okay, in different towns, you have different size houses, right? Correct. So like a house, let's say in Woodbridge, an average house is about 2,500, 3,000 square feet. Okay. What would you call that kind of a system? Is that a name for that or a size of a system? It's it's all based on KW, which is kilowatts. Okay. Um, typically, you know, smaller houses will be under a 10 KW system, eight to 10 or so. Okay. Once you get into the larger houses, you can be anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20 KW. I just, uh, we actually just quoted a friend of mine with a 23 KW system. It's a big house. Which is, oh yeah, he's got a very big house. Wow. Um, and that was right at the max. The, the residential cutoff is 25 KW. Oh, no kidding. Yep. So interesting. You brought up Woodbridge. Yes. Uh, Woodbridge, Bethany, those yes. kind of very forestry. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, good point. You may have, is there, so uh, you do the statewide. Correct. Right. So um, have you identified that there are certain towns that have, I mean, they're just so like Woodbridge, for instance, where you have a house and you have this great property, but it's like surrounded by trees and it's just really just sunblocked. It's, it's, it would be, that would be on a house by house basis. It all depends. I mean, some people. You have it picked yeah. up on a particular town that tends Not to really, have no, I mean, block. Some, okay. No, I mean, you, you know, you can go into, I mean, we've done, we looked at a house on Candlewood Lake that we just couldn't help the customer, unfortunately, because he was, he was completely sun covered. The houses are very close yeah, to one another. And it was neighbor's trees, right? I told you this. So yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't a clever yes, deduction it was, it was on his, my part. No. <laughs> it was his neighbor's tree. So, yeah. so they had no option to take them down. And at that point, there's nothing we can do for them. Yeah. And unfortunately, we had to tell them that. And This is you why know. you stay friends with your neighbors in case you need to ask them <laughs> to cut trees down. Well, you know, it's been, you, you mentioned you, um, Eric, you mentioned Woodbridge and Bethany and the different towns with lots of trees. But a lot you have a lot of relationships with these different companies involved in tree cutting i'm sure we do we work with tree cutting companies we work with roofing companies we work with anything that has to do with with helping us to 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 implement that solar we and work I, with them and i'm yeah. sure by you calling tom and his company and looking to put solar in your house there's probably maybe some special discounts you might get in removing some trees that you maybe have never thought of doing or those trees that were kind of in your way that you never liked anyway correct um yes. you know when it comes to again getting the solar in your house you need to know the options you have. You got to call them up. You got to get them in there. Um, the technology you guys use when it comes to, and again, I'm going to kind of go back into, I remember you guys showing this little uh, uh, video. We sat down last week with Tom and our team because I want to bring Tom in and, and talk about this whole option for other clients that we work with. You know, solar is something that people talk about all the, day, all the time today. And, you know, as a realtor, our job is to be as much of an advocate for them as possible and to help them in many different facets of life in the future. We as realtors, we're not just here to sell your house or help you buy a house, but to help you later on along. There's any questions out there? Uh, Marco Miranda asked. Marco Miranda. He, Marco Miranda, he asked, um, if, what if somebody doesn't like want the solar panels after? Um, can you take them down and what would be the effect on the roof? That's a great question, I guess. Yes, the panels. Marco Miranda, by the way, is a great guy, great inspection company. The Miranda team, who we love very much. I'm sorry. It could be, okay. it could be him or Melanie. Or it could be Melanie also. Okay. So so Mark or Melanie, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the panels can come down if, if somebody buys a house and doesn't want the panels on the roof. However, there is going to be, there are punctures in the roof, and obviously those are sealed. So you would either have to get those fixed or leave the actual uh, um, mounts, the mounts, the racking mounts. In the, in the roof. I actually had a client who bought a house with the mounts on the roof already. I think there was a challenge with the husband and wife, maybe, and I think the one of them took the solar panels with them. 
Okay. So my clients, of course, were like, okay, well, I guess we can put solar in this house Don't here. Don't you mean half of or the they, panels? They split them or? half and half, yes. <laughs> they, well, it, it was a, you know, I just saw the boots. What I get the panels, it? you get the mounts. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was like, I guess there was some, again, I don't know what the deal was, but when the clients were buying the house, they were excited to see the boots there because they knew they could have solar in their house. Correct. Um, so that was another, you know, but interesting you mentioned that question, Marco or Melanie. And we love the fact you're asking questions there. Anybody else, any questions on social media there, Jonathan? Are you sure? Because I know that this is a very hot topic. Remember, this show is always in the replay as well. So if you have questions later on and you have Tom's contact number over here, don't hesitate to reach out to him. Yeah, you can always contact me, email, phone. Um, I'm more than happy to answer anything. All right. So going into buying or leasing the panels, you mentioned that before. So is there a certain kind of credit you need at all? Is there any kind of ability? Is there anything where you're strict about so, it? So typically the, the minimum uh, credit score is 600. Okay. And then after that, obviously, they're going to look at other, other credit factors and other, other things along those lines. The, the approval process is fairly easy. Uh, most of the companies we work with on financing, they realize that you're going to make money off of these panels or you're going to save money so that money can now go towards a loan payment. So the approval process isn't really that difficult. Those of you under contract now? To close, wait until after the close? Well, correct. The first thing is get in touch with Tom, right? You're in the process of buying well, a house. It's a three-month period. Right, exactly. So there's not much risk of that happening. But correct. correct. And, I, and, you, and I know you guys, as we talked before, you don't pull the credit until after the deal is done. You can do some research in the house, right? Is that yes. If, the, if, if you guys are under contract and the homeowner is waiting to close on that house, we won't do anything until you guys are closed. And again, we had a preliminary conversation. Actually, again, Tom came to our meeting last week. It was a fantastic meeting. We learned a lot over here. A ton. Uh, as a matter of fact, again, when you meet with Tom in person, he's going to have lots of different kind of diagrams and questions he's going to answer for you from a very concrete uh, information, if you will. Um, and some of the spreadsheets you share with people, it shows the benefits of how when you own a solar panel, how quickly you will save money on your electricity bill. Well, the bar graphs really show Correct. How, you know, how, the, the bar graphs on your- Where your savings your, are, what right. your ROI is. And, and right, exactly. Between, yeah. And what's really cool is based on the size of your house also, is that fair to say this, when you had that diagram, you can pull the house up and directional- Yeah, where our software, our software will actually show you what the panels will look like on your house and, and everything else. It'll give you an aerial view of your roof. And how much energy you probably save. And how much, how much it's going to produce, how much you're going to save, everything else. So you're going to know the answers in advance before putting this in your house. It's not like you're going to buy this blind, put this in your house and be like, oh my God, this isn't working for me. This is not going to happen. So as far as the ability to kind of be preemptive in, in knowledge and, and value, you know, if you're buying a house and somebody can provide electric bills for the people who lived there before you, that can also be a benefit, right? It's a huge benefit for us to know if we can get a yearly usage, that's great. Because if you can only provide one bill or two bills, let's say, we have to estimate the rest of the months. Right. And it's probably a little more difficult to estimate spring and summer. I mean, if it was me buying the house, and I know how much power we use. You wouldn't know how much power we use. So let me ask you another question as a matter of fact. So when you mm -hmm. estimate, and let's just say you come up with another number, but they end up using way more energy, how does that work? So typically the, the software we have will estimate do the estimating for us. Okay. And even with one month or two months of billing, we type in where the house is. So it, it takes it geographically so they know what summers, winters are, springtime months. Um, it, it'll ask us a bunch of questions, gas, heat, electric heat, central air, no air conditioning, once we have all that figured out, we type that into the software. It kind of generates to us, and it's pretty accurate how, how much you're going to be using. Speaking of electric heat, that's, you know, so somebody could buy a house, right? And mm -hmm. then you come in and you do your estimate. 
based on the, the what the house has at that time. Currently, correct. And then they modify it and they add a pool and then they add, you know, central air where they didn't have central air so before. We, and you're talking about a bigger pool correct. of electricity and they're like, hey, I'm not getting the, well, you, if they, you if have a they different house now. Yes. And if they notify us ahead of time what they're going to be putting in, whether it be, you know, uh, we had a guy with a Tesla and he said, well, I'm going to need to add a charging station to this house. And we mm -hmm. said, okay, great. That was gonna One, be we can do it for you. Two, we can also incorporate the, the additional usage. You, if you tell us what the mileage is that you drive every day, mm -hmm. or at least average it, we can estimate his usage and how much he's going to use for a charging station, and we can actually up the system to that size. I actually forgot that question. That was my EV question I went to ask him about the electrical vehicle the charging electric vehicle, station. Yes. Well, See, listen, in some states, there's rules that you have to have an electric vehicle by a certain year. Correct. So I mean, we're heading in that direction, so. Yeah, and if you see, every manufacturer in the world is coming out with electrical vehicles now. So. So, mm -hmm. so this is part of the solar panel system that would actually help incorporate with the uh, – I'm going to ask a dumb question. In order to have an EV station, you have to have solar panels in your house? You don't have to, no, but it, it obviously helps. Because you're, then you know, got free energy from the sun that's correct. helping charge your car. Yeah. Um, and does it make a difference now what kind of car you buy, whether it's Ford or – you know, I, all the brands that they have out there for these EV stations? No, they all come. The, the stations are universal for the most part. Um, Tesla has its own charger, but it also comes with an adapter. would have to have an adapter. And we were talking about that before. That yeah. If you have a Tesla, you have to have some kind of adapter because if you're on the road or out somewhere else, what, you don't find a Tesla station? That it's you can... like the European outlet. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah. laughs> they have a, yeah. Exactly. Yes, so they make an adapter. You travel so, with so, your laptop. And, and, your and if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe Tesla actually sells all their cars with the adapters now. Yeah, that would make so more they, sense. Yes, so they have the adapters. Uh, let me go over here back to – hold on one second to my questions. Uh, do you have relationships – we talked about this with homeowners who need – okay. And – oh, age. So very important question that people always ask. This is my kind of a conclusion when it comes to roofing and getting solar panels. Like what – when you look at a roof – whether you're looking at a roof physically or on a computer, how do you determine if the roof is too young, too old, or not too young, but maybe too old for solar panels and how long should you replace your roof first? So that's one of the first questions we ask is one, how old is your roof? Two, what type of roof do you have? If it's a three tab shingle roof, those are typically good for 15, 20 years. Yes. So, so as if your roof is not fairly new, we're going to ask you to replace it ahead of time. Right. Because otherwise you're going to have to start pulling solar panels off in five years, replacing them gets costly. So just so you all know what a solar, uh, what a three tab shingle is. Eric and I talk about this with our clients all the time and Eric is very well versed and I know what to talk about it. So tell me what a three tab shingle is, please. Well, um, as far as I know, anyway, <laughs> there are two, um, actually three types of asphalt shingle roof. It's three tab shingle, which has a life expectancy of 15 to 20 years, architectural shingle, but there's two types of architectural shingle because there's an architectural shingle that's 35, uh, 30 to 35, and there's actually a new one that's 50. Wow. So there's an architectural shingle. It costs more, but you get 50 years out of it. Tell everybody Correct. what exactly a three tab shingle looks like. How would they recognize one? Uh, well, the three tab shingle kind of, it, so you have the separation, but it, it's not. Uh, uh, the architectural shingle has more of a 3D effect to it. Yes. So just looking at it, you can tell if, and it's great, like when we're showing a house and we have a house where you have an architectural and you have a three-tab and you have contrasting, you know, but the uh, three-tab shingle will have, flat. It'll, it'll just, it'll look flat. Yeah. There'll be no, 
you know, hopefully the roof doesn't have any right, waves sways, and curves yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to put it to words, but it, it has a 3D effect to it through architectural shingles. So yeah, correct. And when you're looking, but now these panels can go on any house, right? They metal, can. They can go on metal, metal roofs, roof, rubber roofs. Rubber it doesn't. Roof. Yes. Okay. Um, now, when we look at architectural shingles, we we're not afraid to put panels on anything as old as 20 years old. Because typically that roof, even though that may be rated for 35, they'll, they'll outlast that life. Right. Span, so. my, my parents' house, they had an architectural shingle roof, and I know it was like 40 plus years. As a matter of fact, I remember the inspector walking over the roof going, I can't believe the age of this roof and the condition that it's in. And one of the biggest things we talk about people when it comes to their roofs is the maintenance of your roof. Like never power wash your roof. If you power wash your roof, you're going to reduce the life of the years of the roof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a matter of fact, when looking at a roof, I'm sure that as Eric mentioned, the way a roof is situated, that might mean you, if, if the roof has a lot of, uh, what's it called? Uh, like what are they waves called? and waves, what, yeah. if you will, uh, does it doesn't always necessarily mean it's a bad roof based on maybe the internals of it. But when you look at the roof, I'm guessing with debris, the system, yeah, debris falling off the debris falling off a tree and hitting right. your roof. I mean, it could be small branches right? or, you know real thin branches and stuff, but it's still knocking the particulate off the roof. Yeah. And the particulate's one of the more, more important features of the Correct. roof. So. so in the end of the day, Tom and his company at ELC is going to be very strong in recommending what you need to do. And I'm looking sure that's touched. We, we've <laughs> only scratched the surface. The here. surface. Yeah, there's, there you there get, is a lot more get, that goes into this. Yeah, so. you get the full, um, uh, the full presentation. And you get a full grasp of what it is. We're, we're recommending it. We're probably going to have to come back. Yeah. yeah. I, I think what we're like going to do is we're going to have some of you guys out there who have had Tom come to the house, solar panels put in your house, maybe six months from now, and talk about what exactly people have been saving. If you allow us to share your information, because it really is catastrophically changing your financial monthly payment on your electric bills. Um, a lot of people, they're like, eh, in the beginning, they're very kind of – not sure if they want to do it, but when they start to see the money when they're saving in their house on their on their payments, and as you know, as you mentioned, inflation, money, everything costs you more money. If you can save a few hundred dollars a month just by putting panels in your roof, I mean, it's, yeah, of course, it's, 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 it's huge. a no brainer. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So it's Tom Polsky, ELC Efficient Lighting Consultants. Thank you so much for having being on the show with us, joining us. Thank today. you for having me. Appreciate we appreciate it. you very much, my friend. Yeah. Right. You were awesome. Again, make sure you reach out to Tom two zero three. 270-7400. And now we are at the end of the show. We give it 203 again. Did I say? Oh, yeah. 203 <laughs> You know, I keep saying the word O when I, when I say numbers. And Eric's called me up before saying, why do you say O? It's a letter. 203. And then the rest of the numbers is zeros. I don't even know why. I, okay. I just never realized I was doing that. All right. Jonathan. from the 203. Janet Tobin is our winner today. <laughs> Janet. Janet Tobin. Won. Yeah. Janet, congratulations on the, the money wheel. The money wheel. The uh, power. The Powerball winner. You have the Tumblr winner. Okay. I didn't know it was. Janet, thank Powerball. you so much for joining us. Please reach out to us. We'd love to give you a Tumblr. We want to thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. It's very important. They're going to learn a lot. And they're going to be very thankful to you. And we are thankful to you for watching us every week. Have a great week, everybody. And we will see you next Tuesday.